Hey guys, here to do a, another edition of Nighttime Confessions, I guess. I guess that's what we'll call it. Um, I don't really have a good solo title for this, so we'll just add it to the list of Nighttime Confessions. But this is one, though, we're going to be talking about some some heavy stuff, some stuff that's been on on my chest. And if it resonates with you at all, or you think it might mean something to someone else, please spread it around so that, um, you know, more people can, can, can hear this, you know. I'm going to dive into my life a little bit and talk about it. I'm not going to name names or anything specific because, as I say all the time, I'm just not in a place yet where I'm ready to divulge everything about my past yet. There will be a time and a place for that. Um... You know, um, I have my reasons. Um, I do have enemies. I do have people that want to see me fail. Um, And also some other things that, you know, unfortunately just kind of get in the way of me trying to put some good back in the world and use my life as uh, an example of some things to do and some things not to do, you know. I just, I can't, I can't do that yet. But, um, but I want to talk about, you know, a part of my life and a part of what happened to me, um, you know, like nine, almost ten years ago, um, and is really the predecessor of all the bad shit that's that's happened in my life. Um, so yeah, let's just jump into it. I've given you the warning. I've given everybody the warning. So it's just weird for me to talk about. I never thought that I would actually get around to talking about this on the podcast. And I just was I was laying in bed and I couldn't sleep. And I was all I could think about was this situation I was just like you know what I think I gotta do this I think I think this is I think this is the time so um, I'm not gonna question it could be the wrong time but I feel like it's the right time so we're gonna we're gonna do this um, so going back to the end of 2011, circa September 2011, I was 22, and um, I can honestly say that come September, I'd probably say second or third week, you know, mid, mid-September-ish, I don't remember the exact week, but We'll say a person came into my life, and um, completely changed my life forever. You know, I've talked about in the past on the podcast how um, you know I have a history with addiction, and I've never hidden that. And um, you know, there's a big reason why you know I got into movies so much as a as a middle schooler and high schooler 
was, you know, movies was an easy way to get my mind off of doing something that I was going to regret and, and, you know, feeding the beast, so to speak, you know. Um, Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but it was a tool that I had and, and it was easy for me to do because I just genuinely love movies as well, so, you know, when things were really bad for me, I would just pop in a flick and, and, you know, before you know it, I'm, I'm lost in a story and I'm not worrying about doing something that is going to deteriorate my brain and put me down a path that, you know, isn't good for me. Um, but I struggled with addiction for, for a long time and not a lot of people really knew how to help me in my life. You know, there were a lot of people that tried their damnedest other people that just got in the fucking way. But the majority of the people that were in my life tried to help me. And, you know, towards the end, towards, you know, 18, 19, 20, you know, somewhere in that range, because of chemo brain, I can't pinpoint the exact moment, but I know it's in that range. That's when, you know it became an internal battle and it wasn't a physical battle anymore with the addiction. You know, it was all in my head and and learning what to do when those desires and, and, and needs came to, you know. Um, you know, I guess the, the... I mean, I didn't literally have voices in my head, but, you know, that would be a good way to describe it. It's just like, you know, it's the voices in your head. It's like hey, wouldn't it be nice to do blank right now? Hey, you know, blank feels good. All that kind of stuff, you know. Take, you know, why don't you kick up your feet? Blank, you know. Um, You know, for any of you out there listening to this that, you know, have struggled with addiction too, you know, you can, can, I'm sure, you know, understand what what I'm talking about. Um, But, you know, but thankfully by that point in my life, you know, like I said, by the time, you know, nine, we'll say, we'll say, we'll, we'll say in the middle, we'll say 19, since I said between 18 and 20, I'll say, I'll say 19, you know, just to be safe, you know, by the age of 19, I was, you know, I was, I was good for the most part, you know, um, and, uh, I, uh, so fast forward in 2011, you know, um, I was already dealing with, you know, some, some big stuff, you know, I, I, you know, just a few months prior and in June, I believe, or July, um, my grandfather passed away, which was the first big death that I ever had to deal with and you know um was still really getting over that so I had a weird weird experience with his I guess his body you could say like I went to go visit him and I guess he had a seizure and he came back and his eyes were still open it was all it was a whole thing it was a weird thing for me Um, So, you know, I never really got to say goodbye to him, you know, the way that I would have wanted to, you know. So, you know, I was carrying a lot of different emotions with me around. And 
There were a lot of times where I wanted to go back to my addiction. There were a lot of times where things were just fucking tough. You know, there's no other way to say it. But I never did. I kept strong. And then the unexpected happened. September rolls around. And this person comes to my life. And, you know, um... This individual, you know, um, was everything to me, you know. Um, and it's it's one of those weird things where, you know, and I, and, I, and I can't even explain it, you know, to this day, you know. But it's like the second I... I allowed myself to be around this person. Because um, there's some other things about the situation that I'm not going to go into in this podcast, you know. Um, but I will say up top, this was a person that I was trying to avoid. I wasn't ready to have another person come into my life, you know. Um, but I was eventually put in a situation where... Let's just say it was a very big foot-in-mouth situation. And I ended up being put right beside this person. And from the second that happened, all the weight that I was on my shoulders, all the pain, all of the stuff I was carrying around for years, it was gone. It was just completely... just completely gone, you know? And... Uh, Um, it was right then and there I knew that I wanted to give everything that I could back to this person back to this individual because of what they gave me because they freed me from myself you know Um, as the months went by our relationship got stronger and stronger and stronger you know and um, something I didn't realize as I was living it, but I've realized it since going through therapy and being able to look back with different eyes and knowing how to dissect, for lack of a better word, to dissect, you know, different situations, you know. Um, it's really interesting because, you know... Um, the bond I had with this person got really strong. Got really, really strong. You know, to the point of, you know, we could look at each other and not say a word verbally, but I understood completely what this other person was saying. You know, I mean, it was that we, we could literally be telepathic with one another. Um, and that was like, mid relation that wasn't even towards the end which is where my relationship with them was the strongest but you know um but you know we both took interest in entertainment you know I wanted to be a director they wanted to be an actor and so 
you know, I was trying to push them in that direction of being an actor and following their heart and their dreams. And, you know, um, outside of immediate family, I was really the only other person in their life that was pushing them in that direction. You know, I was the only, I feel like I was the only person outside of family that probably even asked them what their dreams were or where they wanted to be or go and uh, so it was really cool like seeing them you know hone their skill and really dive into the medium that you know they that they really wanted to be in um Towards the end of the time that I had with this person, um, I mean, there's there's no easy way to say this, but we we kind of had a moment together. It wasn't, you know, sexual or sensual of any nature, but there was just really there was just this really intimate moment that we had together. And I, when I look back on it, I legitimately can say I believe that that is the moment that we gave our hearts to each other. Because after that, my relationship with this person was never the same. You know, never the same. You know, um, to say that I loved them after when this happened would be a huge understatement. It was like they were me. It was like at that point... We were each other, like, you know, we were two halves of a whole. And I always felt the emptiest when I wasn't with my other half, you know. Um, But I had some things happen in my life, you know. Um, I feel like I was demonically attacked. It was a really weird situation. Um, I don't know whether it was or not. You know, um, it, I I know I was in a state of sleep paralysis, and I know that people often see things with sleep paralysis. Um, but it was the scariest thing that I ever been in. I will tell you what, whether it was real or fake or not. I will never, ever forget the creature that was holding me down, though. If it, Look, anybody listen to this, if you're a caricature artist, please call me up on Skype or something, because I can fucking describe this son of a bitch to you. I will never forget what this thing looked like, ever, for the rest of my life. Scariest thing, hands down, that has ever happened to me. Um, but I got afraid. You know, I got afraid, and, and, you know, I am someone, you know, I never fully believed in God, you know, I did go to church and things like that, and church is actually where I met this person at, but, you know, I, I never truly fully believed in God, I believe in, I believe in a creator, right, I do believe in a creator, but what creator, what name, anything like that, you know, I'm agnostic, I, I feel like I've always been agnostic, it's like, I have seen enough shit in my life to know that there is something more out there. But what that more out there is, I have no fucking clue. You know, and I'm not going to pin it down to one book, you know, 
full of a shit ton of rules and regulations that don't fucking make sense, you know, um, you know, um, maybe one day I'll find the answers, maybe I won't, but, you know, um, but at that time in my life I did consider myself to be a Christian, and so, you know, Loosely, again, I was sort of agnostic Christian, you know. Um, and the last thing I wanted was I wanted I didn't want bad juju to come from me and go on this other person, because I've heard things about demons, I've heard things about, you know, evil spirits and different things like that, and I didn't know which things were true, which ones weren't, and all I could think about was I do not want to pass this on to the one person in this world that I love more than anyone else. Like, you know. So, you know, naturally I went around to different people asking for help. And we're just going to sum it up as, as that for now, you know. Most people didn't know what to think. But one friend in particular noticed that my my mood was changing a lot and they really wanted to help me they ended up being the catalyst and the thing that fucked my life up forever um you know but in the moment you know I had several weeks where you know I talked to this person telling them about my life and my history and my struggles and you know, what they did, even though it was the wrong thing, they didn't do it from a spiteful point of view. They thought that they were helping me. They thought that they were doing the right thing, but um, they completely misunderstood what I was telling them. And it created a situation where me and this other person were separated. And, uh, yeah, you know, um, and, you know, after that happened, I, I've, I've never felt the numbness, numbness like that before, you know, I felt like, honestly, I felt like I was dead, you know, like, you know, when I go back in my head and I think about what it was like for me back then, it was just like living in a haze. Like, when I tell you the only way that I could feel was to cut my wrists, like, that's not an exaggeration. Like, I literally could not feel. Emotions were not a thing. I did not watch movies. I did not listen to music. I did not do anything like that. I just, you know, I went to work, you know, I went, you know, and I came home, I went to work and I, and, and I came home and I slept, you know, and I, I tried to watch movies. I tried to watch YouTube. I tried to take part in different things, but it just, it's nothing nothing resonated with my soul in that way, you know? Um, 
I felt so betrayed by a lot of different people that were pulled into the situation. Um, because no one really asked me my side of things. They chose to believe someone that didn't even know who I was. Um, and, um, you know, I, um, so I'm telling you all of this to say this, you know, um, but out of things that you don't understand, you know, um, I can honestly say if, if certain people back in that situation had, you know, kept their hands out of my business and let bygones be bygones, then who knows what, where my life would be right now. And the person that I love most, we'd probably still be in each other's lives now. But because of them, we've spent these last nine years apart. You know, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about what I think I feel or he feels or, you know, anything like that, you know, but, um, and I don't, and, and I'm still figuring things out, you know, I think I kind of alluded to that earlier and, and, and I'll say that again like like as much as I want to believe that I would have figured things out at some point if none of this had happened I will say that going through therapy and gaining the tools from a therapist on how to unlock your brain in certain ways and ask certain questions and it's almost like, you know, when you watch certain people play certain video games and, you know, there's different controls and you can move the camera this way or that way and you can see different perspectives. And it really is like that. It's like if you go to a good therapist, and luckily I've had two, and the only reason I had two is the first one retired. And then, you know, I went and saw the one that I have now. But, um, but both of them gave me tools that... I was able to use my brain like a camera, like a camera in a video game. And I'm able to move around the situation, essentially, and look at it from different angles and perspectives and ask different questions and unlock answers that I didn't have before. And I'm still figuring things out. But there is a box full of questions that I will never know until I'm able to talk to this other individual that was on the other side of this, you know? There are things that I know are true. There are things that I think are true. There are things that I can kind of connect the dots and kind of also think are true. But, and then there are a lot of things that I have no idea. Because there's just no way for me to have the information on that. Only the other individual will have the answers to those. You know, and it's like I'm really at a point in my life where I want the answers. 
you know I, I really I really want the answers and you know um, like I said I have enemies and I have people that don't like me and you know um, when this whole situation went down like it broke my heart because you know the last thing that I want or wanted will still want want and wanted is for the person that I love to think that I was a danger to them or I was going to hurt them at all because that is so far from the truth if anyone had even just talked to me they would understand what this person was to me they were my angel they saved me they literally saved me from myself they helped me in a way that I never thought that I would ever get that help you know um, I did the kind, the clarity of mind that this person gave me when I met them I hadn't had since I was a kid you know so the idea that there are people out there that think that I was a danger to this person they're literally talking out of their ass because they never talked to me they didn't know they made assumptions and they made this whole situation a million times worse not just a thousand but a million times worse than it was um which led me to making decisions in my life after losing this person because I was in such desperation and depression and different things like that which led me to where I am in life right now which again not ready to talk about yet but um but my the reason I'm talking about this is one if somehow anyone related to this situation hears this and I want them to know that if you were on the part that screwed all of this up, then you are to blame for the pain that I feel, for the pain that this other person feels, because you didn't do your research enough before making this massive life-altering decision for both of us. You know, all it would have taken is a couple of weeks to just get the facts straight first. Like, guys, let me tell you how quick things happen. Like, Let's let's say shit hit the fan Monday night, okay? You know, I try to damage control as much as I can Tuesday morning, okay? The ne- like, the next day. And then pretty much everything's gone to shit by Thursday. So, within three days, or three and a half if you want to be specific... Everything was done. Not weeks, not months, days. You know, and that's where a lot of my anger comes from is... And that's how I can confidently say there were people in this situation that didn't... That A, didn't have all the information, but B, were against me from the beginning. I was made to be out to be the enemy... And I was going to be the enemy no matter what. Even though I wasn't. You know? And hey, if if people want to be the kind of person that hates somebody for things they did when they were a teenager, then that says a lot more about you than it does me. You know? It's like, 
you know, because I will admit, yeah, I have a dark past, you know, I let myself be part of things that I am not proud of, but they're in the past, you know, and they've always been in the past, you know, um, but going back to the whole reason why I'm, well, one of the main reasons why I'm making this is it is so easy to look at another person and judge them, you know? Now, I'm going to say something, and this might give certain things away. And if it does, I don't give a shit. Because this is the only way that I know how to say this, and I genuinely mean it. It's like, you know, I hear people say certain things about, you know, felons and sex offenders and homeless people and all of these different groups. And it's like, if you only understood what it was like to walk in their shoes for one day. I'm the kind of person that has always been, I'm not, I am a merit guy. I will judge you on merit. I'm not going to judge you on anything else. Because I understand we all have history. We all have pasts that we are ashamed of. And and if we're going to, if we're going to hate each other based on the things in our past, then it literally is like that quote says, it's like, look, If you can't love me at my worst, then you don't get to love me at my best either. You know? I mean, it really is like that quote says. It's it's like, it's really easy to love someone when you have a certain perception of them. But if you knew where they came from, would you still feel the same way about them? You know? And it's like, it shouldn't be that way. It should be, no, I love you unconditionally. No matter what you've done in your life, no matter, you know, I love you for who you are as a person and an, and an individual and and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, and the ironic thing is all of this took place in a church with Christians who are supposed to believe in forgiveness and the ide- ideal idea of a repentance but they sure didn't act that way with me it was a lot easier for them to just judge it was a lot easier for them to just rush to conclusions than actually get the facts um and yeah you know I'm not gonna lie that's a big reason why I'm not a believer today it's because of church politics it's because of Church is just another fucking version of high school. We all think that once you grow up and you become an adult that, you know, all the stupid cliques and things like that stop. No, it just gets worse. It just gets worse as you're older. Because when you're an adult, you get a lot more sly and you learn how to hide how clicky you are even more. It's just the truth. I would argue that cliques as an adult, are a thousand times worse than when you're in high school. So if you're having a hard time dealing with that in high school, well, good luck, because it gets worse. Which is why it's important to know the people that you can trust and have those connections with people, because there are going to be some people that come into your life that you're not going to be sure about. So be glad to have the people that you are sure about, you know? 
Um, I can honestly say at the worst time in my life, the friends of mine who were there for me the most were people who were not Christians. They were people of different faiths, all sorts of faiths. So let that sink in for a bit, you know. Um, You know, I've been thinking about this other person a lot lately, you know. And I really want to fix things with them. Whatever that looks like, you know. Um, But I don't know whether I'll ever be able to do that or not. I think I will. I think I will. But... But I'm not going to be cocky or arrogant. I don't know that for sure. So the thing I will tell you, if you're listening to this, is... One, don't judge. The second you find yourself judging someone for any reason, doesn't matter, any reason, stop yourself and ask yourself why. Why are you judging this person? You know? Um, whether you're getting mad on the road because somebody swerved by you for all you know that person is rushing to the emergency room because their kid is choking to death in the backseat you know maybe you're a cashier at a grocery store and you know a Karen comes up all angry and shit for all you know maybe she got the worst news of her life maybe her maybe her husband just died maybe she lost her job you know You just never know. Yes, there are just annoying people out there. But, you know, sometimes people just are people, you know. And some people are not well equipped with knowing how to handle certain situations, you know. And, um... You know, I'm putting this out in the universe. But, you know, what I really want is just a chance. I don't need the people who screwed me over and this other person over to apologize. We're far beyond that. I've already moved on and forgiven and all that kind of stuff. But all I need now is a chance. A chance to talk to this individual and try to fix things with them without anyone getting in our way you know um that's what I really want you know and I know that this might not go the way that I want it to go you know I might tell this person everything I want to tell them and they're like yeah cool yeah that changes some things but still just don't want you in my life anymore and that might very well happen you know but at least at least they will know what I've known all these years and that's what matters the most to me you know it's like I've told my friends and the people that are close to me that know about this situation I've lived this much of my life alone I'm not afraid to die alone I'm afraid of dying with this person that I love the love of my life honestly it's more scary for me for them not to have this information than it is 
for me to die alone. I don't care what happens after we talk. I mean, I do care. That's not me saying I don't care. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Don't take that out of context. But what I mean is... It's like the whole bird in a cage thing. It's like, you know, if you really love a bird and they want to fly, well, then you're, you're going to let them go. You know, you can't, you can't keep a bird caged forever, you know? And it's sort of that whole analogy thing. It's like, yeah, I mean, if this person wants to be in my life too, like I think they will, then of course that's what I want. But I'm not going to expect that, though. Like... You know, you know, I mean, we haven't talked to each other nine years. Like, who knows where they're at in their life now, you know? Who knows if they want to make room for me, you know? I get it. Do I think they will? Yes, especially once they know the truth. But again, I'm not going to be cocky, not going to be arrogant. I don't know that for sure. That's just what I feel in my heart. So, you know... If you have someone in your life that you need to talk to and fix things with, do it. We are not promised tomorrow. You have no idea what's going to happen, especially with everything going on in the world. We are not promised tomorrow. You know, I don't mean that from a Christian point of view or anything like that. No, just you could get in a car crash. You could die from COVID. Doesn't matter. There are so many things like Don't hold a grudge. And don't leave things unsaid. And be willing to forgive. Doesn't mean you have to let people in your life. But forgive. Because sometimes you just don't know. <laughs>